This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Doug hates candy wrappers, creamy baby sticky seeds with the as an artillery and his teeth. There's still a bar that he won't sweet. so nice coming out at five o'clock somebody some people in the standby line and the regular line regular line people got here early too but standby line had people here since 3 30 it's five o'clock in the afternoon which is 40 minutes after 4 20 so uh i'm doing pretty good here in san francisco they draw it on the wall behind me so that I know where I am. That's a writer in my contract when I perform in clubs. I'm like, draw the city's landmarks on the wall behind me so that I can glance at it and know where I am. Have you guys taken the trolley car that goes up the side of the uh, pyramid building? It goes right up the side of that thing. That is fucking hairy. You get up to the top, you shoot off, and you uh, crash into the Tanner house. Everywhere we look, there's a trolley car murdering our bodies. All right, um, I don't remember how that song goes. This is I Love Movies. I may have mentioned that already. We're at the Sketch Fest in San Francisco, otherwise known as uh, San Francisco Sketch Fest. <laughs> and uh, applaud if you guys have been to, or been to or going to more than one event at Sketch Fest this year. Awesome. Very cool. There's lots of great stuff going on. I can't wait to see Conan tomorrow and hear everything, hear everything that he has to say about what's been going on in his life lately. Like, what's his home life like? You know, we know about all the other stuff. Um, no, Conan had to uh, postpone, but they, they will. I'm sure he'll do it at a later date. But uh, as everybody knows, uh, I am Team Coco, and yeah, you know, you know, you all are too. 
Like I wrote on Twitter, hey, I'm Team Coco. Don't don't watch Jay Leno when he takes his Tonight Show back. And I thought, who's following me on Twitter that watches Jay Leno on the Tonight Show? Feet on desk. My job is done. Um, I forget if there's any other special announcements I'm supposed to make at the beginning of the show, other than this is a a co-podcast. You guys are treated to, I'm sure there's uh, people that here that listen to both podcasts, I Love Movies and Comedy Death Ray. And uh, so uh, the uh, gentleman that hosts Comedy Death Ray, Scott Ackerman, good friend of mine, he is going to uh, be doing his podcast immediately after this one, uh, podcast doubleheader. So, uh, yeah, and hopefully... Hopefully along the way we'll come with some sort of cliffhanger or something that'll make people have to listen to the other one. Like, if anybody's about to reveal something really juicy, we'll say, stop, let's say it in, in Scott's show, and then people will have to listen to both. Uh, so let me bring uh, the, the uh, guests up to the stage. Uh, uh, the, the theme is uh, funny comics who are friends of mine that were at Sketchfest <laughs> and available to come out here and do this. And... Uh, they are Scott Ackerman, Dana Gould, and Michael Ian Black, everybody. Gentlemen, hello. <laughs> yeah, that's how Dana Gould, uh, Scott and I were talking about how anytime we call him on the cell phone, Dana, the first thing Dana says is, I don't know who this is. I don't know who you are. And then you go, oh, it's Doug. And then he's like, you're going to have to be more specific. I don't it's have, weird. Is this Doug Trumbull, director of Lightstorm? <laughs> oh, the cinematographer that directed one movie? Yeah, yeah, very nice. <laughs> I do love movies, you guys. I had to, to reach over you. Okay, that's nice. Linger. Linger. <laughs> Linger over Mr. Black. Curious, curious, curious. And we're walking. Why did you why did you become a comedian? Why aren't you in, in fashion? Because Mr. Black. So, or a villain? Why aren't you a villain? Uh, you don't. No pressure. You don't have to answer that. I, I, I didn't mean to throw a. Uh, I wasn't you know, ready for personal at you. I read the right New York the Times. <laughs> we don't know he's not a villain. No, you don't. Well, that's true. That's a good point. Being a comedian would be a perfect cover for a villain. For a villain or a villain. Which is a villain made of gelatin. <laughs> It's the Jello Master. Scott Ackerman, say say something so that uh, the listeners I I, get acclimated. I have not said one word yet. Yeah, you haven't said uh, anything. Three. This is too many people on stage. You think so? No. <laughs> Hi, Doug. Thanks for having me on. I'm very. Who the fuck is that? Oh, oh it's pe- the waitress. People are ordering drinks. We're in a comedy club. We're in a comedy club where the uh, seven drink minimum is going to be enforced. <laughs> You're not leaving here not fucked up, you guys. It's, uh, it's, fi- it's 5 p.m. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The regular crowd. Regular crowd. Okay. Thank you. Another joke would be... <laughs> they have theirs. Let's hear yours. It's 5 p.m. on a Saturday. This is normally when Dave Chappelle ends the Friday night 11 p.m. show. Bam! Local reference. Holy shit. He does do a long show. Would any of you guys ever do a long show? Like, just sit there and talk for seven hours? This is the longest show I've done. (laughs) (laughs) And you're tired of it already. We do do all-nighters sometimes. We've done shows till late in the morning. Right, but with lots of comics. Yeah, not just yeah. the one dude sitting there. No, but I hosted a cigarette, so to... saying I can smoke because yeah. I'm the one dude that's everybody's here to see. That's when I go to work at that other club, Sleepy McPillows. <laughs> <laughs> this is Danny Gould calling, by the way. <laughs> Who is this? People keep coming to Sleepy McPillows and laying down and falling asleep. We can't get them to order a drink. There's no laughs. This is ridiculous. Are they dreaming of comedy? <laughs> Scott looked like he was going to say something. Oh, I, was gonna tag, I was going to tag it up. Yeah, I rescind. <laughs> I'll take you, it are, do you recuse yourself from the end of that show? <laughs> yes, sir. Belay, belay that tag. Scott, do people hang out until 8 in the morning at your shows? Yeah, no one leaves. It's great. What's wrong with them? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. There's always that feeling that you're going to miss the the thing that's like they never you know, do that everybody talks about. I feel like by four thirty the thing has already happened. Yeah. Whatever that thing was going to be happened. Then well then you go into you pass four thirty then you get into my amazing stamina like people feel proud of themselves 
for sitting through a fucking show that was all Dave night Ch for no reason. That was the Dave Chappelle day. I did four hours. I did five hours. I did, it has nothing to do with why you're a comedian. It's like, I'm the musician with the shiniest trumpet. Who <laughs> holds <laughs> that record, anything. by the way? He does uh, also have that record. It's Dave Chappelle has the shiniest trumpet. trumpet. Yeah. It was Herb Albert, and then he heard about it. And uh, he opened up a trumpet shining stand at the Laugh Factory. I'm pretty Managed sure. To make it unfunny. Trumpet is a euphemism, right? Absolutely. Oh. In that trumpet case, I might have the shiniest trumpet. <laughs> is Trumpet Shining Stand, that, isn't that that PBS show hosted by Ringo Starr? <laughs> All right, that's shiny Let's trumpet. Let's talk about movies. Let's talk about movies. Oh, right, right, right. You know, you know that because you have ch children? I is have that children, why? which is why I don't do shows till 8 p.m. And your children love those shows where it's just like a, a, go, a train that, that yeah, smiles a, and goes down the track? They go through a period where they like that, and then they move on. The, the funny thing about Shining Time Station was the original voice of Mr. Conductor was George Carlin. Mm -hmm. So it was funny to hear the train in the same voice. That they're like, yeah, fuck yeah. you! Yeah. <laughs> the train would like, you, the, the seven words you can't say on television were right. the seven stops <laughs> you can't along the route. Next stop, cunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Motherfucker, next. My kids went right from watching uh, Thomas to watching The Wire. It's a reasonable transition. <laughs> That's educational, that show, The Wire. George Carlin was the voice of the train on The Wire, too. Yes, he was. We're going to go to Omar's. Weird. <laughs> Thank you. Making uh, fun of a dead man with Rick Moranis' impression of him. For what it's worth, I don't think that was a very good impression of Omar at all. I can do a good impression of Omar. <laughs> Omar, uh, uh, listeners, he did something with his face. I haven't. I, I'm one of those people. I'm so excited because I haven't seen a single episode of The Wire, and so what? I get to just fucking get crazy and watch them all back to back to back so, someday. You they're know, they're better than in a my movie. Queue. You, what? Yeah, they're better than a movie. You might change the name of the podcast. No, to I know. Loves the Wire. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, I, I, I it's honestly like think Galactica and low income housing. Yeah, it's really awesome. <laughs> But I think I think a lot of TV is better better than movies. To be honest, I, I'm going to I call show bullshit, my, Doug. I call bullshit. Somebody my... hasn't seen it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I mean, as soon as they, I heard the title, I was like, Oh well, if it's complicated, uh, don't count me in. I want something simple like Avatar. How did this movie get classified as a comedy? It's complicated. <laughs> It got the R rating just because they some characters smoke pot and have a good time. Yeah, it's because children saw Steve Martin R. and thought it was a mummy remake. Ooh, too soon. Fat Baldwin, though, is... He was, he's hilarious. He is so great in everything that I, I give that movie a, a passing grade just because he's one of the stars of it. And because, I think I brought this up on another podcast, and because Meryl Streep says the line, I like a lot of semen. At one point, yeah, because yeah, you're right, she was, that was so weird. She was forced to say that at gunpoint. By the way, <laughs> gunpoint uh, is also a euphemism, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Someone pointed his shiny trumpet at her. <laughs> yeah, full full of semen. <laughs> she was like, "I like a lot of it." So, bring on the tuba. A shiny, a shiny trumpet full of semen. The Dizzy Gillespie story available now by Harper Collins. So this is a, this podcast is about movies, and we've touched on a few, but let's let's We're go deeper. Time, let's Doug. go deeper, gentlemen. <laughs> let's go deeper. Uh, anybody could jump in. What have you seen lately, Michael Ian Black? M mm. I B. Uh, I, well, it's screener season, so if you're in the union, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. In the showbiz unions, you get sent all the DVDs from the previous year uh, of of films that they think might be award worthy. And you get to, to catch up. So I've caught up on uh, It's Complicated was one that I mm -hmm. just saw. Yeah. And uh, I probably would have liked it better had they, had I known that they weren't considering it for awards. <laughs> had I known... If, oh, it, if it was if they, just a movie. If they had just sent it out and said, here's a movie. <laughs> I might have thought, all right, well, that's not terrible. But the fact that they sent it out thinking, well, this could be the best picture of the year made me think that's a horrible, horrible movie. Wait, yeah, just, do the Oscars still give out the nicest kitchen award? Is that in the Oscars? She's trying to build a better kitchen than the right. gorgeous one that she has currently. It's I, bizarre. Only they'd shot that kitchen in 3D. Yeah. I walked out of my own house watching the screener of It's Complicated. I went to the movies to get away from it. 
Let's get out. And I, my wife. It was like what about, o'clock at night. Let's get out of here. What about like what about like Precious? Like Precious to me has been sitting in my home like a loaded gun. Like this is not this is not gonna be a good day when I pop in Precious. Yeah. I've had the same exact thing. It's just it's literally it's like, sitting what? in my home. It's, if, it's, you can, it's work. if you can if you can get Precious to go right into Big Mama Goes to Jail and convince yourself it's the same movie, it's fantastic. It's the same character in both movies. <laughs> that guy can do anything. That's my favorite mashup of the year. Such a good mashup. <laughs> I've also got the Hurt Locker. Same exact thing. I've got oh, Precious Hurt Locker, in the Hurt Locker. I saw in the cinema, and that's that's my uh, that's what I call the number one movie. Yeah, me of the too. Year. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic, and but, it's not but a downer. If, if it's at home, it's not a downer. But if it's at home, it is still pretty. Intense. Well, if it's a choice between watching the Hurt Locker or HGTV, which is what we usually watch, I'll probably watch HGTV. Whatever's on HGTV. Whatever's on. TV. It's the same show on HGTV every single half hour. And it's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> what have you uh, seen lately, Dana? Um, I think the two best movies this year that I saw were Up and Up in the Air. Hmm. So you're like uh, fixated on, on a word. <laughs> oh my God, someone disagrees. I think it's funny that, like, you know, they both might both be nominated for Best Picture, and if I were opening the envelope, if I were Warren Beatty or whoever they get... Right. Probably Warren uh, Beatty. Probably right? Warren. Judy Dench, maybe. I would open it up and go, the winner is up! In the air. In the air. Psych. That'd be so fun. You liked Up in the Air that much? No, I enjoyed it. Oh, everything okay. else I hated. Well, that's right. the thing. It was not. It's a, it's a bad year it to suddenly it nominate. It doesn't suck. That's yeah. the big review. Yeah, but it's suddenly they're suddenly suck. nominating. No, no, it doesn't. Ten suck. movies are nominated for Best Picture this it's year. It's like the base level of what a movie should be. You know what I mean? That's how I felt about it. It didn't. Th- I walked out of the theater going, "That movie never called me stupid." <laughs> you didn't stay you for the whole credits, did you? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you watch a movie right that in the dude's middle. That dude singing. Yeah, yeah, over the end credits, it's uh, Phil Collins singing You're Stupid. Whenever a guy guy in a movie rides an explosion, I say, go fuck myself. What? Well, George Clooney rides an explosion of emotion. Meryl Streep rides an explosion of semen. I think think if I could say... It's a geyser, in fairness. It's a geyser. I don't want to spoil up in the air for anybody like the trailers and the commercials do, but but it's just like, it's always weird to me. Like, I guess a movie has to do it that way, but it just feels like it's a little too... uh, His whole change of heart seems a little too easy. Like, Mm -hmm. that like like he's met millions of people over the years that have said, oh, you just travel around and are a total douchebag. That's probably not a good life. And then finally, when we're watching him in the movie, he goes, oh yeah, these people are right. Like what, if, what, if the movie were just, what if the movie were just about the times that he didn't change? That's what I'm saying. Why did he need to change? That's, the, that's my problem with I'm the movie, is he doesn't movie. need to change. I, the, well, I already he, said we were spoiling it. But, but, he, but he doesn't, really. That's the point. Oh, he doesn't, He just really. becomes no. self-aware of his own punched. shittiness. And what yeah, happens is he tries to change, he gets dick-punched yeah, he gets, for it. He gets, a, he gets a brutal sidewalk cock-slapping and gets yeah. right back on board. But then he still kind of acts like he's changed. Like, he should be like, well, now I'm fucking double not changed <laughs> because of this dick-punch that I got. Yeah. Double plus not changed yeah. from McMarried over here. I'm going to fucking go nuts now. I'm, I'm, I'm routing all my flights through Utah. Right. Watch me sit now. I'm going to fuck a lot of ladies who aren't caffeinated. <laughs> All right, Scott. <laughs> uh, what was the... Can I interrupt one second? I don't know. If you, please. The person, ask me. When, when I said... Well, if I ask the lady who said, No! When I said up in the air. Yeah, what was your, what was yeah, your problem, your problem lady? <laughs> or weird dude? <laughs> or five-year-old? <laughs> Are you the voice of Bart Simpson? Can I ride the spaceship? I think I heard a little bit. Why don't you like it? It just wasn't... I just thought it wasn't that good of a movie. Us or Up in the Air? Which one? Up in the Air. Which one? Which one? Up in the Air. Up in the Air. Did you see Up? I mean, I did. Then shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Did you like That's what up? the headline's going to say that if it gets upset and doesn't win. It's going to say, shut up, out. Right. Up, out, shut out. Did you um, like Up? I like the montage. 
The montage just, in the beginning just, is a motherfucker. But the montage in the beginning of Up can go to hell. It is but, so goddamn depressing. I had to go outside, find a guy with weed, do some negotiating. By the time is, I got back in there, there was a dog and a thing. I don't know what the fuck was happening. And not, outside of the montage, nothing else touched you from that movie. Yeah, I would. Are you just too hip? For your own good. No, but then you I can no longer enjoy life. I, I would, can't believe she just went up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, what are you no, reading? No, no, no. Yeah, We're talking about precious again. Pages. Dana, what touched you in up though? Uh, aside from the first twenty minutes, I feel like that movie is getting a mean, lot of. I thought the mean dog with the crazy voice was hilarious. I love the image of the guy's inability to let go of his old life. I thought it was. Very... I like that an old is... man can do Bruce Willis style activity. <laughs> I like the concept. Fucking hanging from a rope for twenty minutes. I like the, the whole concept. I can barely the... walk, but my fingers are still strong. <laughs> <laughs> what an unrealistic cartoon. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the dogs flying the airplanes didn't throw you. That's like it was the tensile strength like, of his fingers. <laughs> that's like Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny's old joke would be he'd go to anything like that and yell "fake." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, that's like awesome. I, I get a, a movie I, I always reference in Planet of the Apes. Somebody was it? Where's the water pressure tanks for the hoses? Right. <laughs> I just want. I just think that maybe I, I'll ask the talking gorilla. What was it? What, what is your review of uh, Planet of the Apes? By the way, it's one of uh, my, my favorite review, reviews of any movie. Um, uh, gorillas dressed like Fonzie chasing Moses dressed like Tarzan. <laughs> Greatest movie of all time. I like the first five minutes. <laughs> then I grew a goatee and put on some cargo shorts. Slamming cargo shorts. Don't make me slam cargo What have you seen, Scott? Uh, I think the best movies of the year are... That's interesting. Michael. Uh, <laughs> what are the best ones? Uh, probably Transformers 2 and Old Dogs. I knew there was a reason I cut you off. <laughs> it was, I'm, I'm an intuitive host. Old Dogs is fucking crazy. Did you see it? It's, I did not see it. It's fucking amazing. Like, it'll change your life. <laughs> it will make you redefine, like, oh, wait, is this entertainment? Like, what am I... What, I go into a darkened room and I watch something? Like, what is happening? It's, it's fucking amazing. I'm waiting for uh, a Wild Hogs, Old Dogs, Double Bill. <laughs> what would that be called? I'll go uh, Wild Hog, Old Dog, you know? I'll just fucking... I watch that with my pants off. Invite some children over. What are your kids doing, guys? The, the inclusion of the... I didn't see the film, but I like the inclusion of the guy being cuddled by the gorilla on the poster. The, because Without it's any, one of the only sh- laughs in the movie. But it's also, it's like, that thing's in the movie. Put it on the poster. Well, I don't know what this movie's about. It's about two guys babysitting a guy who's owned by a gorilla? Come what on, more do you need to know? <laughs> if you were five... <laughs> And I believe you were at one point. I was at one point. Wouldn't you have wanted to see that movie because it was a, a gorilla holding a dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At five, yes. Yeah. So why That's, is it on your in your top two? Because um, you're seven times five. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I just thought it was it was like one of the craziest movies I've, I've ever seen. It was like I love Cloudy with a Chance at Meatballs, but it was like were fucking we, were, twenty times that. Like the most insane choices. Like like it's a world where fucking jetpacks exist and no one blinks an eye. And they're just like, yeah, Rob Williams. Is, yeah, Rob Williams is like, can I borrow that jetpack? And they're like, sure thing. And he just straps it on. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, that's yeah, that, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's a it's a world where the zoo is closed at three in the afternoon. <laughs> It's like, I love whatever fucking parallel universe it is. It's closed because they're filming. They had to close it down to film there. So we might as well put that in the script. Not only is it closed, but they're having a birthday party on an island in the middle of it that you can't get to because all the boats have broken. It's like, Jesus Christ. Netflix is going to go, why on Sunday, January, whatever tomorrow is, did everybody want to rent this movie? Dude, you have to get high and watch it. It is amazing. It's crazy. It is fucking amazing. Get high. And just go like, what? Like, is this like Earth 23? What is happening? 
<laughs> oh, I should just quickly mention, because I want to mention this on every podcast until I can make it happen. This, this year, I want John Lithgow to be on my podcast, because oh, he, yeah. he was one of the living stars from the movie 2010. Yes. And I want to talk to him about how, you know... I can how, do an impression of him. How 2010 matches up to from that movie? Yes. Uh, well, how many times did you see it? Once, but I remember this distinctly. <laughs> okay. This is Dana Gould. This is John Lithgow looking at Jupiter at the end of 2010. <laughs> I'm going to assume that was a good that impression. That was the That was the, that was the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's what no. that was. At the end of 2010, when, the, when, uh, when Jupiter uh, implodes upon itself and a bunch of monoliths begin to spin out of it... I'm sleeping! Long... <laughs> but that's awesome. So, yeah, so I want to get him on the uh, show. So if anybody has access to John Lithgow, please uh, um, make it happen. A very underrated movie this year, uh, also dictated by the fact that, like you, most of the times I go to the movies, it's with my kids. Uh, Coraline. Oh, I mm. love Coraline. Great movie. It's fantastic. I heard it was uh, especially amazing in in 3D. I heard the 3D. You was can uh, buy it on Blu-ray in 3D. They give you glasses and everything. Wow! Wow! I so it, yeah. I got. What? It, what? It, will it work if I don't have a Blu-ray machine? Or any interest in seeing Coraline? <laughs> <laughs> Those are great questions. Let me write to the manufacturer. We're having a hard time targeting this demographic. What? The people that don't want to come to the movie, specifically. <laughs> it's all four quadrants. I love it. I'll tell you what I uh, actually loved, and I know a lot of people didn't, was A Serious Man, the Coen Brothers movie. Mm. That was fantastic. Isn't that great? That people was fantastic. Are over that's the moon better than up, that's movie. better than up in the air, actually, I think. Oh, okay. A lot of my friends who well, in fairness, most of them are members of the clan, did not like that movie. <laughs> The clan of the cave bear? Different clan. Uh, it's a movie, for those of you who haven't seen it, about Jewish life in the 70s? Late 60s, 60s early 70s. 70s. Uh, but, and, I, and I didn't want to... I'm, I'm Jewish myself and it's, didn't want to see it. It's not now. Let's just it's say that. Now. It's not now. It doesn't take place now. I mean, you don't even, need to be... I'm not Jewish, and I, I enjoyed it completely. I'm sure there were jokes I missed about... The even, though it was, <laughs> even though it was said in the... Uh, whatever, whatever you say, Dana Goldstein. <laughs> Dana Goldstein. Changed it for show Gold business. Bergman, Steinman, Love Moneyman. <laughs> I think even though it was said in the 50s or the 60s, I think it, I mean, it transcends that because it tells you that Jews are disgusting in any age. Uh, <laughs> Let's be clear, that was Scott Ackerman, <laughs> host of uh, Comedy Death Radio, coming up right after this. What kind of name is Ackerman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spoken like a true German. Excuse me, my tall, blonde, blue-eyed friend. What kind of name is Ackerman? He's not a Jew, he's Jewish. <laughs> Best performance for vermin in a movie this year. <laughs> Serious man. Speaking of which, Inglorious Bastards, yes. also excellent. Yes. Number two. Excellent number film. Two. It's my number two. And it's only my number two because Hurt Locker is number one because it's like, there's nothing I would change about Hurt Locker. And Inglorious Bastards is number two because there's a lot of stuff I would change about. Yeah. But it's still so Bastards. overpoweringly it's got, good. It's amazing. It's, it's, like, that's part of what fascinates me about Quentin Tarantino now is that he's willing to piss me off for extended periods of time in every movie that he makes. He won't make something that from beginning to end I go, okay, I'm fine. That was really well done. There's always something that makes me go, what the fuck is that doing in there? It amazes me that you take it so personally. Yeah. Why is Quentin doing this to me? Why is he doing this to me? Why is he making an audio commentary? I've heard the expression, you know, enough that you listen to three hours of him saying, you know, in front of everything he says. You know, you don't have to watch the audio commentary. You can just go to the movie, and they don't have that well, on. Well, of course I don't have to watch the audio commentary, but uh, if you want to get technical, but... <laughs> under, I don't have to listen to it either, but I'm fascinated by those, because they're such a... Uh, they're, like, especially, have you ever listened to a Michael Bay commentary? Surprisingly, no. no his you know movies, why I, his you movies know are never great, did. and they were well-received when he does his commentary. Right. Everything he did was like, oh, that worked out perfectly. I've, I, I've, I have never... I watched a Michael Bay movie with a commentary on because I know at one point I'm going to be dying and I'm going to be on the deathbed thinking of all the time I threw away in my life 
And I don't want like, oh, all those fucking Michael Bay commentaries. Get me that time back. He's District just, Nine, I really enjoyed. Oh, District Great Nine movie. is good. Nine was it's good. I like the first five minutes, but then it totally sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that character? That's my extrapolation of the ultimate version of that probably very intelligent, reasonable woman in the back. <laughs> you mean extrapolated, bitch? <laughs> I've taken her. I've extrapolated her. Made her into a one-dimensional caricature, and now I'm making fun of that. I love it. So my also, apologies. What? So my apologies to the person. No, oh, no, she's she's taking it great. <laughs> He's really cool with it. You are my enemy. Doug, did you, you said you didn't see Precious. Is that? I have not. I have yet to pull that trigger. Based on the novel pushed by Sapphire, of course. Yeah, well, that's the other, the other thing. I won't see it in the theater because I can't. I can't talk that long when buying a ticket. <laughs> because well, you, you I, need I'd to like say the full. I like one for Precious based on the novel pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> and then the woman in the counter invariably what? <laughs> Do you remember Doug? How uh, I, I believe it was uh, we had this game when we used to see movies of you would just say one word. Yeah, you always try to make them have to think about what they're doing because they never do when they're selling tickets to movies. So, you so ask say them, it was you cloudy with a chance weird. of meatballs. You would say uh, I like a ticket for a win. chance. <laughs> <laughs> and watch them go. Okay, um, chance. Uh, oh yeah, cloudy with okay. And, in ve- and usually 90% of the time you would get your ticket and they so would never ask you. So if you were going to go see Taken, for example. Yes, which word would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> Microphone down. <laughs> I'd like a ticket, please. <laughs> oh, well played. Well played. I still can't get over and I probably already brought this I probably brought this up on a previous podcast but the, the, in the trailer for Taken that movie is awesome it's really it's I crazy it great and Liam Neeson now his nice wonderful wife has passed away he's only going to be more like that in all of his movies from now on he's just going to be in movies where he kicks fucking ass it's going to be amazing you probably but, don't know this but my wife has died <laughs> so I'm you, now going to follow you to another country and somehow miraculously find you in that country. It might take three or four hours. <laughs> but then it will be a busy sudden, afternoon yes, when I come and find you. Just, I will use my bullet dodging abilities to kill you with my shoe. And I won't be happy when I find you because I will have skipped my nap that day. <laughs> So, in Taken, in the trailer, I just love that the girl, he goes, get under the bed. And the girl crawls under the bed and he goes, okay, now you're going to be Taken. <laughs> it's like, let like be, really? Let you don't, be comfortable. You don't have, come on! Why did I get under the bed to be Taken? Why don't I just wait and be yeah. Taken? Let, let her sit in a nice easy chair or something. Yeah. Like, sit in the corner of the room. Cry to yourself. Because you're about to be Taken. Instead, it's like he thinks he's giving her a chance. Get under the bed. Oh, great idea, Dad. You're going to be taken. Why am I in the bed? Why did you tell right. me to go to the open door? Because then you wouldn't be taken. <laughs> Whose side are you on? <laughs> Shit, you're right. That was not one of my special skills. I've been trained Common to support sense. the premise of this movie. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's time to play the Leonard Maltin game. Woo! Oh my god. Now... There's, there's an occasional detractor to the Leonard Maltin game. There's an occasional person that writes to me, I don't like your stupid games. So if you're here tonight, applaud if you do not like the Leonard Maltin game. That's the point I'm trying Deafening to make. silence. That's what I'm trying to say. Is the people that are the diehard fans, they like it, and I'm going to keep doing it, and it don't, don't... Don't tell me not to! If you tell me not to, the next words out of my mouth are, okay, get under the bed. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get some... i got to move around a little bit here. Hopefully uh, I'm uh, not attached to this thing. All right, good. Here we go. Let's get some... Uh, 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 Scott and Dana and Michael will be playing for some people in the crowd. It's always people up close that got here early. Would you, would you like somebody to play for you? Please. All right, what's your name? Delaney. Delaney, all right. That, you know what? I'm going to move on to someone who has a real name. <laughs> 
right. I have, so, to, I have to play for her. Delaney, do you mind if Dana plays for you? No, go ahead. You know okay. why? All right, no, Dana's going to play for her. No, go Dana ahead. Delaney. Dana Delaney. Oh, Dana Delaney. I like that. Who supposedly only wipes her ass with wet naps. Interesting little factoid about Dana Delaney. <laughs> I love that, right. that that was the tech person's one request is no one drop that mic. And don't, only that one. Don't drop that microphone, whatever you do. I'll do it. That's the Radio Shack non-dropper. What's your name, dude? John. John, I saw you outside in the line early and appreciate you coming out. And uh, who would you like to play for you? Uh, Michael Ian Black. You got it. You're All right, man, sorry, John. Scott. Guy has no confidence in you. And rightfully so. And let's have this uh, lady with the tea Doug, cake. Doug, I hope you're kidding when you say that. <laughs> she has a shirt on that says Tea Cake Bake Shop. Oh. So pardon me if I'm distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I this smoke a lot like of weed. Fancy cakes. What's your name? Anna. Anna, and, and you. So Scott's gonna play for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. This, so Scott's playing for Anna. If Scott wins, he'll receive a dozen fancy cakes. <laughs> Dana. Dana is playing. I mean, Mr. Burns is playing for for Delaney. Don't cross her. And Michael is playing for John. People say I smoke a lot of weed. All right, um, but I, I won't remember again, so you guys keep track of that shit. I've got to go to the Leonard Malton app on my phone, and uh, I will uh, proceed to tell you that the theme for today's Leonard Malton game is motion pictures that take place in San Francisco. <laughs> I know how to suck up to a specific audience. And uh, there are quite a few. And uh, I've I can only think of inner space. I've always, please! I beg of you not to name movies. <laughs> that was good, though. That wasn't one that... And why uh, do you think it takes place in San Francisco because of that one scene where Dennis Quaid is running around with a sheet around his waist on a, on a very hilly street? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't remember. Because it's in San Francisco, that hilly street. No, yeah. it's not like. Yeah. It was a trans. Unless it was the Detroit Transamerica Pyramid in North Beach. But like most, most San Francisco based movies have a chase scene, and right. Inner Space didn't, didn't really have a scene like of cars flying off of the. Uh, I get out of chase scene in Meg Ryan. Then again, so did Russell Crowe and Dennis Quaid. Meet me in the attic! I would so drop this mic again if I was told not to. <laughs> All right. Um, let's start with Michael, who is playing for... John. <laughs> I was going to know it. <laughs> All right, Michael. On this particular... Uh, let's, let's pick a year, and we'll decide which movie we're going to play. Uh, what do you prefer? 1982, 1978, or 1995? <laughs> Five. <laughs> Five or six? It's five. Uh, no, uh, let's go with the 90s. Okay, so 95. This is a motion picture from 1995. Thank you, Leonard Maldonap, for working in this uh, bombshell of a club. <laughs> did I ever mention we're at the Punchline in San Francisco? I don't think I did. Yay! I do not think I did. All right, so Leonard Maltin gave this movie two stars. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a it. clue from the review... <laughs> I'll give you a clue from the review. The movie includes an exciting SF car chase. <laughs> and uh, there are... Let's see here. Oh, motherfuck. Movie artwork. I don't want to see that. That's unnecessary, Leonard. <laughs> well, who needs to see the artwork to decide? Just a description would be nice. Oh, the app is totally flipping out on me. If this is a movie with artwork, I definitely know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of movies come out without posters, so you narrowed it down. All right, here we go. Um, that's the clue, is that it's got a chase scene in it. And then the year is 1995. <laughs> takes place in San Francisco, and there are 12 names. How many names do you think you can get it in? 12. Michael Ian Black. <laughs> he bits 12 names. Let's go to Dana Gould. How many names... Do you think you names of actors in the movie or names of... Yes, you've been on the show before and you've done quite well at this game. <laughs> and we checked with you beforehand. <laughs> Do you no, know how to play this? As I was conflating names with words. I'll go with four. Wow. See, pretends to not know how it's played. <laughs> Makes an evil bid. Scott Ackerman, you could win zero. by telling him to name it. Zero. You zero. could do it in zero? Yeah. yeah. Scott Ackerman yeah. could do it in zero names. 
So if, uh, if Scott fails to do it in zero names, then Michael will win the point. And it doesn't sound fair, but it is. Uh, what's that movie, Scott? Jade. That's what it is! <laughs> Holy shit, fucker, cockballs. Okay. Holy shit, fucker, cockballs. No names. Can you believe this bullshit? If I were you guys, I'd walk off the stage right now. I don't know. I'm impressed by him and depressed by him at the same time. <laughs> that movie, of course, was directed by William Friedkin and starred David Caruso. As he, he played a character that was like, he wanted to solve crimes, but he's also a complete douchebag about it. And somebody must have watched Jade and went, let's make that a TV series. <laughs> Linda Fiorentino was in it. Chaz Palminteri, Michael Bean, Richard Crenna. <laughs> Kevin Teig would have been the first name. That guy's a great character actor. He was awesome in Roadhouse. It's too soon. <laughs> yeah, who, you know who's not good in Roadhouse? That guy who died a couple months ago. That guy sucked. All right, here we go. We have to do a movie about a bouncer. The story must be told. It can't just be a TV show. It's got to be up there on a big screen. Guys, be nice. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, who got the point that time? Michael got the point, so we'll start with Dana. Wait, why does Mike? Wait, why does Michael get the point? I just right for oh, knowing the answer. <laughs> you got it right. This you is got a it right. Crazy game. You got it right. Well, that's why I asked. That's why I asked. Alex Trebek doesn't ask because he knows. I ask because you might have to help me out. All right, so uh, Scott got the point. Michael is first. Here's your choices. Because he's next in line. You don't get to go All first because right. you got a point. You gotta, you gotta give what the other me? dog I'm a nice. chance. What? Go down the line. Yeah. He started. My turn. Goes that way. It was his turn. I started. He started, he started last time. Then it went to you. Then I he haven't won. done it yet. No, then he Bring won. You, you said four names. Yes. Then he got it in zero. Yes. Now we're back over here. No. Have you ever played this game before? You guys are obsessed with making this right. The, by prize, your the rules, prizes aren't that good. By your rules, it could always be Mike's turn. We could be in a Mobius loop of Michael Ian Black. Yeah, yeah, this thing is rigged, Dana. Also oh. a euphemism. All right, we'll start this with Dana. I don't know why we're starting with Dana. I'll, 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 go back. I'll go back and look at the tape. I don't know why we have to start with Dana, but... We're not starting. We've already started. I know. It goes okay. in this thing. That guy is so adamant about about how my game is played. I'm, I'm going to make him he's, the host. He's furious about the Leno Conan thing, too. He just has a sense What's of right and wrong. Guys? Oh, yeah, right and wrong. Okay, um, so Dana. Why Dana? <laughs> now, how did I become the Jay Leno of this game? I want everything! Yeah, I'm just a regular guy. Give me everything you have. Jesus. You, you, greedy, you greedy bastard. But you know, in life now, I ask myself, you know, WW... J. J. L. D. What would Jay Leno do? Oh, I'll just take what I want. Okay. WWJLT. What would Jay Leno take? <laughs> I love to order the JLT Dana. sometime, by the way. Dana, do you want a movie from uh, 92, 78, or 83? I'll take 78. 78. I bet I know it already. Here we go. Oh, you do? All right. This movie got two and a half stars from Mr. Len Malton. Mm. It takes place in San Francisco, as we've mentioned. Uh, and Leonard calls it... <laughs> Hitchcock plagiarism detract. Yeah. If I ever meet Leonard Malton, that's my first question. <laughs> what the he, fuck does is, that mean? Is he just doing a tone poem? Like, what? <laughs> he um, says a bunch of things, and then he goes, and Hitchcock plagiarism detract. I okay, I don't... I, I, I'm a, that's an old macaroni often, and cheese flavor that... Yeah, I'm often detracted me. by plagiarism, especially when Hitchcock's involved. No and names. And there are... I can do it no names. Twelve names, and you say no zero names. names. Right. See, that's why I wanted to cheat and start four? with him. All right. No, you I'll, can say zero. Zero names. All right, name it. Dress to Kill. Oh, that's an interesting guess, especially considering it didn't play, take place in San Francisco. 
Did it? Just is it the same director? I think they were in New York. It's not Brian De Palma, no. No, then I'm wrong. And I don't know if De Palma ever did a movie in San Francisco. Does anybody else know? Oh, Scarface. Um, <laughs> Scar- Scarface? So who gets the point then if he didn't get it? Yeah, don't, don't look around, guy who's telling me how to do it. They both get a guess. We've never done that before. Do you guys have a guess, either of you? I have no guess. No, they don't have a guess. We're through the looking glass, people! <laughs> I think no, no one gets the point, What the fuck is happening? Right? Well, what you could he do... You should get the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get the point, because I'm not going to get I'm any fucking points. I'm taking this round of the airfield. field. Dan Delaney's Does anybody in the audience know everything. Does anybody in the audience know it? Yes. What is it? Foul play. Foul play is right. Dude in the audience knew it. Foul play? What, what Foul is play, it? yeah. They had uh, that great chase scene where they're trying to save the Pope from getting assassinated during the opera. What does he mean by... What does he mean? What was the last, bang bang. What was the last word in the in the That's description? The detract. Detract. Of that detract? Movie. Yeah, detract. What? Meaning it was a detract. <laughs> like, like, like the whole time you're watching, you're like, God damn it, I'm detract because this is just like a Hitchcock movie. Is that a word? Like he thought it was too much like Vertigo, I guess. What is it? Is it a word? Because they have the yeah, same. They show the same shot of the San Francisco Bridge. But I thought, you know, that guy Colin Higgins that made that made the movie. I thought he was an interesting. You know, he did Nine to Five and uh, what a way to make a Harold living. and Maude. <laughs> Harold and Maude was his first movie, and in, and that was when Chevy Chase was like, he did it. He went to movie star with that one movie. Mm-hmm. He was really great in that. All right. He also went and from Dudley zero Moore. To Dudley Moore. Seconds. We can blame that movie. <laughs> We can blame that movie on Dudley Moore. I, I'm Too gonna, soon. I'm s- <laughs> Club foot. I'm still reeling. I'm still reeling from the casual dropping of the word detract. Yeah, I, I'll talk to Leonard about that. Yeah. So, be our, when we have a sit down, that's going to be question number one. Radiohead just released their detract, and it was so good, you guys. I gave them $3,000 for it. It was pay what you want. Okay, now it's Michael's turn. No, it's, no, it's my turn. We're starting with Scott now. Fuck. We're starting with Scott. And right. uh, Michael, want, Michael and Scott each have a point. First want, person to two wins. I want 92. You got it. And I'm going to guess it in zero names because I have to go pee before my show. Uh, the Rock. The Rock was 1996 because that was another one I was going to do. It's 1992, buddy. I mean, uh, I said that like that was the answer. No, it's not The Rock. It's 1992. <laughs> I picked a movie that takes place in San Francisco in 1992 called 1992. <laughs> Nobody saw it. It's in my brain. Uh, no, it was... Uh, the answer was Basic Instinct. Uh, was in 1992. Well, we could have played. Oh, well, I guess so. You're, I'll happily you're still take gonna, the point with, without playing. You're still going to play. No, that's the thing. Now, whichever one of you gets this next one, you'll win. That's the movie where we live. Because we got to wrap this up. Sharon Stone so has who's a play, Who's Scott playing for? <laughs> Sorry, lady. <laughs> I'll still take I'll still take some tea cakes uh, prepare <laughs> prepare to warm your fancy cakes okay so which one of you wants to start it off because I don't know where we're at go. it's on me okay it's on you 72 or 93 72 72 wow. I know it I know it Dana thinks he knows it but Michael's first Good. no I, I'm kidding I don't know <laughs> uh, this is from 1972 Ooh. the car is still with the car chase hmm it's in San Francisco, so of course there's probably a car chase. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leonard says, let me pick out something that's a good clue but not a great clue. Uh, he calls the lead actress in the movie impish. <laughs> that is a horrible clue. I can't wait till you guys hear what this movie is. The lead actress is impish. All right, uh, okay, she's kind of impish. What do you mean, how many stars? Good question. You how can't... many stars? Three stars. Okay. <laughs> You get mad at the audience member, but when it's a guest, it's only fair. All right. And there are 10 names. 11 names. There's 11 names. It's hard to add them up fast. I only get one bid? Well, you could start the bidding. Dana seems like he already knows it. And there's 11 oh, names? Oh, now he, now he just There's did, 11? Now he just did this. 11 names, yeah. I can name it in 14. <laughs> okay. I will add names, because I know this movie so well. I can, I can give name you, it in I can three give words you the extra from the names. title. Three words. See, he's no, being clever at saying three words from the title. No, go ahead. Because it's a three-title... Oh, three three-word title. title. That's not what I thought it was. Oh, good. This I thought it was under the yum-yum tree. Okay, let me give title. you guys another clue. First one knows a 
blurt it out. All right. Here we go. Look for John Biner. <laughs> Jesus. When don't I? And Randy Quaid. The Lion King 2. At the hotel banquet. There's a scene with a hotel banquet featuring John Biner. Oh. And Randy Quaid. What's up, Doc? That's right! Dana Gould takes it. Isn't that funny that he calls Barbara Streisand impish? impish? Oh, she's so fucking impish in that movie. She's totally like a magical dwarf. And not dwarf. a mule-faced so-and-so. <laughs> mule-faced so-and-so. Dana Gould, everybody. Congratulations, Dana. Scott Ackerman is here. Tune in to the Scott Ackerman Comedy Death Ray podcast. Who is our winner? Who was Dana playing for? Dana Delaney. was playing for Delaney, of course. Dana Delaney, you were so good on China Beach. Why, um, why can't you just wipe your butt with dry paper? You win why Doug, it, Doug you Benson, Unbalanced Load, available on Comedy Central Records. <laughs> you win... Doug Benson, Professional Humoridian, available at AST Records. You win the motion picture Super High Me, available wherever CDs are sold. And you win a two-trunk-to-dweet two shirt. It's an extra large, so you sleep in it because you're a sexy young lady. And uh, thank you very much, Delena. And thank you, uh, Delena. Change your name to Delena. It's easier. That's, that's, that's easier for me to say. I cause everybody to be late. Oh, it's yeah, Delena yeah. again. We oh, can't shit. leave. And uh, Michael Ian Black, everybody. Dana Gould, Thank Michael you, Ian Black, everybody. Scott Ackerman. And um, here, really quick, really quick, really quick. Since you came in third place, you get to pick who the uh, shithead is. So whisper it to me. Who the shithead is? Who? <laughs> that's not nice. And as always, nice. Michael Ian Black is a shithead. What? Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you. Cause Doug loves movies. Let's hear it for Doug Benson.